Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Muktanandaya gurabe shisha samsara harane bhakta kayaika dehaya namaste chitsaratmane heta vejagatameva samsara navasetave prabhave sava vidyanam shambhave gurave namaha Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshvara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own shivaness, your own beingness, your own isness. The one divine reality being you while being all and beyond all. Again and again I bow. Om Svarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Action and reaction. We live in a cause and effect world. If you throw a ball against a wall, it will bounce back at you. If you're not expecting the rebound, it could be a big surprise. Or the predictable bounce could be the basis of a game like handball, squash, or high lie. This plays out in every area of your life. If you work hard, which is the cause, you anticipate the effect that you'll be rewarded. If you are loving and giving in your relationships, you look to be treated the same way. 
It always works, but it's not always immediate. And when the results are not immediate, ah, there's the rub. It's the expectation that slays you. Sometimes your expectations are met right away, sometimes later, sometimes not at all. When they're not forthcoming, you may go through all sorts of reactions. It's like you threw the ball against the wall and it didn't bounce back. I mean, based on the law of cause and effect, which in Sanskrit is called karma, that ball should bounce back, except if the wall is sticky or if it's padded, or if you threw the ball in that direction, but not hard enough, or maybe you flat out missed the wall. What's the karmic equivalent of a sticky or padded wall? It's that you've got karmic repercussions backed up on you. Let's say some of them come from your delaying tactics, your ways of avoiding things, your skill at dodging things or skipping out. Now, I'm not accusing you of anything, but I suspect you have some of these skills. I certainly developed them in my early years. When you've created obstacles for others, they come back on you. So your current efforts might run into obstacles. Thus, it sometimes takes more effort than you wanted to put forth before you get the results you expected. Ah, expectations. Yes, expectations can mess with your mind. They can mess with your life. This is the key to getting free from karma, to do what you know is right without expectation. Krishna describes this in the Bhagavad Gita, a primer for modern life. Your right is to action alone, not its fruits. Perform action without being motivated by anticipated results. Never be attached to idleness. Bhagavad Gita 2.47. Your right is to action alone, not its fruits. Perform action without being motivated by anticipated results. Neither be attached to idleness. This is karma-free action. You have probably done karma-free actions many times in your life. Anytime you do something without looking for the payoff, it's a karma-free action. When I was a kid, daytime television had daily reruns of the Lone Ranger Ohio Silver. He would ride into town sort out some really messy situation, and then right away before anyone could even thank him. Who was that masked man? Can you imagine mass media teaching yogic principles? I love it. Yet right here, after satsang, when we have our little snack, you may have actually picked up someone else's trash and tossed it in the trash can for them. No one thinks anything of it. It's nice, it's not a big deal. 
The fact that it's not a big deal means there's no karmic repercussions coming at you. When you let someone throw your napkin away for you, you don't get bad karma. And when you do it for someone else, you don't get good karma unless you say, did you notice? I did this nice thing for you. Did you notice? Huh? Huh? Now you get karma for it. It's not the action. It's the desire. You want to be noticed. You want to be liked. You want to be appreciated. Only because you don't know the self. When your actions are motivated by need, they have karmic repercussions. Karma-free action. This is what Krishna is talking about. You have certainly done many karma-free actions in your life, but you probably don't remember. That's because a karma-free action does not leave an imprint in your mind. You might have picked something up at the grocery store for a neighbor or helped them out with a ride to the car repair at the train station. Are you expecting payback? Keeping score gives you karmic repercussions. Helping out from the goodness of your heart. No karma. And you have a good heart. Yes. In India, Rama and Krishna are revered as incarnations of God, not merely the Son of God, but God incarnate. These two are not the only ones. This perspective says that God can give himself a human body to live in any time that God chooses. It's called omnipotent. And that God will not leave us to our own devices for too long, for humankind has proven what we will do without divine leadership. Krishna lived at a pivotal time, at the changing of the age, ushering in the current age, Kali Yuga, the age of entropy, darkness, and decay. Things are getting worse. Have you noticed? Thus the yogis are needed even more, for you bring your light into the world. This means that you pour the light of your own being into your actions. Action that comes from the light of your own divinity. No karma. Actions that come from neediness and fear. Hmm, karma. And the repercussions come back around and bite you uh, from behind. Krishna is also warning about idleness. Your right is to action alone, not its fruits. Perform action without being motivated by anticipated results, neither be attached to idleness. Everyone has lazy days, of course. But when you make a lifestyle out of it, you get karma for it. There are basics that every human being must do. It's called Dharma rhymes with karma. It's called Dharma. And those basics include taking care of your family, your community, your country, and the earth. It includes contributing to the tasks at hand, like meals or cleaning. For many of us, it includes contributing to the household income or managing resources to minimize expenses. Dharma. 
When you don't do your dharma, you get karmic repercussions. You could look at all this cause and effect system as one with negative repercussions built into it. Like with school, if you don't do your homework, hmm, it's likely to affect your grade. If you create karma, the repercussions will come back on you later. But from a yogic perspective, this is a system with freedom built into it. If you cultivate a higher understanding, so you do the tasks you're supposed to do, but you do them out of the goodness of your heart. You're launching into freedom. Baba spoke of your highest dharma, your responsibility to know the self, and he quoted Nyaneshwar Maharaj, to see the self, to contemplate the self, to realize the self, to become established in the self, and to know nothing but the self is your highest duty. When you know the self, you know your own self is the one self, and you see the one self in everyone and everything. This is a divine world that we live in, with lots of people who don't see what's right in front of them. They're caught up in their need, greed, and fear. Like an early bird grubbing around in the dirt, hoping to catch a worm. Once you know your own self, your good heart shines even more. You love to help. All the things you're supposed to do for work, for family, for community, for country, and our own earth, you want to do them. The light of your own beingness shines through your words and actions. You bring your joy with you into everything you do. And if this is not a description of your life yet, yes, I'll tell you to do more yoga. But I'll quote Krishna. He says, fake it till you make it. He says, if you're not enlightened yet, act as if you were. Do all your actions selflessly, altruistically, without looking for what you're going to get in return. I call it a payoff. With work, you get paid. With your many other actions, you may be looking for what you'll get in return. You do something for someone and they do something for you. Or maybe your payoff is a little more subtle that other people have a good opinion of you. Krishna says, all of that worldly reaction continues, but none of it is the reason for your actions. What's the reason? You care. You choose to be there. You choose to participate. You love to give. By being there, by participating, by giving from the goodness of your heart, you are uplifted. That's it. That's the whole story. By being there, by participating, by giving from the goodness of your heart, you are uplifted. That's it. 
There's nothing better to do than to dedicate your actions to your own upliftment. Now you are fulfilling your highest dharma in the midst of your worldly actions. To see the self, to contemplate the self, to realize the self, to become established in the self, and to know nothing but the self is your highest duty. When you know your own self, you will still have a generous heart. You will still participate in the world. You will still care and share. And your actions will make a difference in other people's lives. But you're like the masked man, not looking for their appreciation. You do it because it's there to be done. I was walking through the hallway the other day and saw a little piece of paper on the floor. I left it there to see how long it would take before the others in the building would notice it and take care of it. It stayed there two days until I picked it up. I learned this in my Baba's ashram. At one resident meeting, we were in a small ashram, about 30 people. Our household manager gave a pep talk on taking care of the place and taking care of each other. It included picking up little pieces of paper off the floor when you see them. At home, you do it, right? Well, is this your home? I'd like for you to feel this way. And can you pick up the little piece of paper without the internal tirade? I wonder who did this. Doesn't anyone pick up after themselves? Why do I have to be the one who does everything? Fake it till you make it. Act as if you're enlightened already. Do what you can to help. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to become everybody's trash collector. There's a point where you say, just like in Baba's ashram, come on, guys, pay attention, do your part. Yes, that is an action for their benefit, not merely yours. So everyone can be more conscious, more caring, more helpful. It's a loving way to live. Fake it till you make it. Do what needs to be done simply because it needs to be done, and you are able to do it. This is called yoga in action, karma yoga. This is what Krishna is teaching in the Bhagavad Gita. Do what you are supposed to do out of the goodness of your heart. Do all the other things you do out of the goodness of your heart. Okay, that's a loose translation, but it's what he's saying. Karman yeva di karaste ma pala ishu kadachana ma karma pala hetur bur ma te sangos karmani. Bhagavad Gita 2.47. Same verse, we're on the same verse. Your right is to action alone, not its fruits. Perform action without being motivated by anticipated results. Neither be attached to idleness. That means you need to find the goodness of your heart. For that, look inside. 
Krishna says this too. Established in yoga, perform action without seeking results, O Arjuna, regardless of success and failure. Equanimity of mind is called yoga. Yoga sta kuru karmani sangam dhyaktva jananjaya sidhya sidhyo samo bhutva samatvam yoga uchate. Bhagavad Gita 2.48 Established in yoga. Perform action without seeking results, O Arjuna. Your name is Arjuna. Regardless of success and failure, equanimity of mind is called yoga. Samatvam yoga uchate. Equanimity of mind is yoga. With an equanimous mind, What's that? A peaceful mind, serene, well-balanced, calm, cool, and collected, equanimous, equanimity, like the surface of a lake. When the wind dies down smooth and clear, it reflects the scene around it. This means that your mind in its yogic state is still interactive. You perceive everything around you, even more clearly than if your mind were churned up. Seeing the world as it is, seeing any given situation as it is. Better yet, when your mind is equanimous, you can see inward. It's called insight, which gives you the energy and creativity you need to solve problems as well as the compassion to know how to do it gracefully. A life full of grace, yes, that's the way to live. Krishna says to be active and engaged in the world, doing your best. Yet sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. So when it doesn't, you recalibrate. Is this still the direction to be headed? If so, what would be more skillful means? Sometimes, you know, on a road trip, there are detours. Sometimes when there's lots of traffic, it's smarter to stop for a meal and let it all pass you by, and then you get going again. Yoga stakuru karmani sangam dhyaktva dananjaya Siddhya Siddhyo Samobhutva Samatvam Yoga Uchate. Bhagavad Gita 2.48. Established in Yoga. Perform action without seeking results, O Arjuna, regardless of success and failure. Equanimity of mind is called Yoga. When your mind is peaceful, your heart can shine through. When I talk about your heart, I'm not talking about your emotions. It's about the heart of your beingness, your own mystical heart, your own self. When in doubt, let consciousness be your guide. And if you're not hearing or seeing what consciousness is telling you to do from the inside, well, do more yoga. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. <laughs>